0: Ah, let's play a game. in the shower, and I was like, eh, actually, we might be able to make this work, so. Good,
1: yeah, wife is sick, kiddos, oh no. not really sick, but he's a little, he was up like all night last night, so I was up all night, oh, man. so I'm running on fumes, and I'm like, man, if I wait till tonight, I'm going to be a shitty show, or I'm going to be asleep, <laughs> so I guess like, this will work out now, it'll, if you can do it now, it'll work out. Right on,
0: so what's been I'm happening? Fumes
1: going. What's happening? Yeah. Not much, man. Uh, School year's going pretty well. Uh, I got softball starting soon, which, gosh, I am like, I'm kind of like, I want to do this, really. I want to quit next year. I want to go one more year. Kind of done with football. I'm really trying to just throttle back everything.
0: Did I tell you we're having another kid? Did you read that online? You read that online, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw. And and, uh, and it's another boy, too, yeah?
1: We don't know yet. We're going to be surprised.
0: Oh, I thought I I had read it was a boy.
1: No, no, we're gonna we're gonna go for the surprise.
0: Awesome. Once again. Yeah, have a. I just... it, it's. I I wish I I could have had another uh, for Caroline because you know I grew up with my younger sister and having a sibling is great, uh, uh-huh. but it just wasn't in the cards. It wouldn't have been fair to two children. Like I don't think I could put two kids through college. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So we stopped after that, but. Yeah, she's doing good. She's uh, a brat, but, you know, five yeah. going on 50 and, you know, doing her thing. <laughs> and the cool. wife's getting better and all that stuff for the most part. That's the and, most
1: important part.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. More or less healthy. So, you know, things are going good. Anyway, um, got to... Pretty, those listening, uh, I started recording a while ago, James.
1: Oh, we are? Okay, yeah. so I'm running around.
0: Yeah, you're all good, man. It don't matter. Okay. Our fans, uh, they they know to expect very little from us, so it's
1: fine. <laughs> Once they start paying us the big bucks, then we'll start i tell to... you,
0: man. You know, I spent, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I spent a little bit of time, a good hour anyway, recording and making a fake commercial for the last episode, and I had only one person comment, <laughs> our friend Alex. I, I don't like, know. Man. i loved it i was like man i thought it was pretty good you know it was all right anyway and i don't know i thought it was fun might try and uh insert commercials randomly throughout or do something like that fun stuff you know
1: yeah so i was asking about audacity or what you use to record and edit because like i've said a few times like i part of the reason i wanted to do this show was just to learn a new skill and i really haven't learned a new skill yet so i need to get in there and just immerse myself oh, and make yeah. something and then edit and put stuff and then send it
0: to you and maybe we can use oh, it for sure yeah um audacity like a little uh daunting at first i mean it's pretty self-explanatory it, it's uh-huh. a lot of the tools and stuff on there it's uh it actually reminds me a lot of like photoshop which i was already well versed in and it's got right. a lot of the same like cut and paste you know uh shortcuts that windows uses and everything you can you know control c control v to like cut sections of stuff out and oh oh okay yeah it's it's really it's pretty user friendly man and then okay i'll I'll jump into it it's a lot of fun to mess with i keep meaning to uh to do something with like songwriting and stuff because you know years ago 100 years ago i was in bands and performed uh, locally and Uh stuff I thought, you know, maybe I'll start recording now that I actually know how to, like, record, uh, well, mess with this stuff a little better. You know, back in the day, um, our idea of recording was set a mic in in the middle of a room and everyone would just start playing kind of thing, you know. And sound quality on something like that is not tremendous, as you would uh, guess.
1: Yeah, uh, I can imagine.
0: But anyway, so uh, this is Is It Worth It? If you're still around listening, uh, we talk about Mm -hmm. video games and crap. Uh, tell yeah. you about whether or not it's worth it from a collector's standpoint. I'm Lane J. With me is uh, host James Maholan, And James, hey, hey, hey. We, uh, we don't have a lot of time, and that's kind of good because we've got kind of a shorter game this, uh, yeah. this month. We chose uh, pseudo-randomly, like it was kind of spur-of-the-moment as per usual, uh, Chrysalis for the NES. And,
1: chrysalis. I've been
0: calling it chrysalis. I'm an idiot. No, it, it could be uh, chrysalis. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Like, I know that a chrysalis is uh, like the cocoon that a you know uh-huh. caterpillar or whatever forms to before it turns into i think it's a moth actually but and it emerges but like this isn't spelt like that it's spelt like like you said chris crystal and then is so it's like is or something Uh (laughs) i'm not sure but it's one of the few to me and I, i think i don't know how far you got um i played my physical copy which uh I started getting into it and I was like oh man is this even going to save you know kind of like I've, I've run into uh-huh. those problems before so I was just like alright here's what I'm going to do I'm just going to play it all night <laughs> and however far I get if it doesn't save that's how far I get and I played it all night and I got uh, a little bit past the second incarnation of the fire sword which is about halfway through the game I think um, you get any further than that
1: I did. I, um, according to R- RPG classics, the, uh, walkthrough I used, I got to area five out of 10 areas. I got the water sword <laughs> and then I got the first orb for the water sword. So the second level for the water sword, making it so I can build bridges,
0: right? Which is super cool. And That's... I, I got
1: to a place where I kind of broke, no, I didn't break the game, but I kind of did. we we'll, I'll talk about it when we get there.
0: Oh, you can talk about it whenever you know we have no structure to the show. So.
1: Well, well, let's 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 go let's go back. This this first of all, this game I've never played. Right, I've owned it, and it's on my shelf. I didn't play my physical copy. I have a modded, um, you know, NES Classic, mm-hmm. so I played it on there. So I was um, safe from the save issue. Right. Um, and this game it's really good. It's like it's a lot like I guess you compare it to. I'd actually compare it more to Link to the Past. than i would like the original zelda because you have that that fluid like eight directional movement where legend of zelda you have it's just up down left right
0: um i got a hot take when it comes to like it gets compared to zelda original zelda mm -hmm. a lot or zelda 2 uh my take personally i i think it might be the best action rpg on the nintendo it I genuinely think that. Like, I'm trying to run in my head what else it has going against it. And, of course, it, you know, the two Zeldas. And then, um, well, Zelda 2 is, yeah, I, I guess it's more of an action RPG than a straight RPG. Because you're still, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, and then, like, Battle of Olympus. And, like, the magic of Scheherazade. And, I mean, there there's a few. But very few of them hold up. I was worried this game wouldn't hold up. But it absolutely did. It's still an incredible I, game. I would have
1: I would agree. Um, I'd say it's a perfect merger between the original Zelda and then Zelda 2. You have the cities, you yeah. have more of the story, mm-hmm. and you have the overhead map. Um, I, I think, I mean, if they would have put... Oh, go ahead.
0: I was, it's got an experience system and such, too. Unlike, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean,
1: this could have been Zelda 3. Like, yeah. if they put um, the right guys in charge, and they this could have been... Um, a better sequel to the original Zelda. I mean, the, the, the second Zelda was fine. I liked it. It's, it's my okay. least favorite Zeldas, but it's that's still saying something because it's still a great game. Yeah. Um, but this would have been, like, a perfect uh, sequel to the original Zelda or sequel to both of those Zeldas. Say, hey, look, we combined both the best parts of both the first two Zeldas, and here is Zelda 3, Crystals, or whatever.
0: Crystals, yeah. It, <laughs> it had a lot of forward thinking. You know, a lot of people cite, uh-huh. um, like, Earthbound as being one of these games that... You know, how come everybody doesn't do this, where where the enemies will start to run from you when they get too yeah. powerful. In this game, they don't run from you, but they don't deal you any damage once you get to a certain yeah. level.
1: I like that. I, I, didn't, I noticed that on accident when I went back to, like, I don't know what I was doing. I went back to the, the, pre- the first town, and I was walking around, and that yeah. happened. But you don't really have a reason to go back. At least I haven't yet. So I haven't really experienced that. Yeah, um, you, you
0: don't really need to. I mean... Yeah, you really don't. There's Once you finish any arc in a given area, you know, uh, it's you're pretty much done. You get all the items yeah. within that area. You move on. But it's still it's still neat that you can... And if you wanted to go back and just, like, say farm without any... Uh, without having to, like, go to an inn and rest or whatever. Yeah. Um, or use your healing magic. You can, you know, just run around and kill these things for, yeah, a lot less experience. But they literally can't do anything to you, so kind of nice which you have to farm you have to grind oh, yeah, in this game i've
1: i found out i was using the walkthrough and i found myself like avoiding enemies cuz i was just trying to get from point maybe it's cuz of the show too i was trying to get as much done as i could yeah um that's kind of where i broke the game i'll cut into it like i i was at level 9 uh-huh. i was going through this cave and i got the iron pendant and then i read through the walkthrough and it's like okay now go to the zombie town so I went to the zombie town, which was like further into this cave. And by this point, I'm out of herbs. I'm out of magic. I'm like, okay, I'll get to this town. I'll heal and, you know, we'll move on. Hmm. I get to the town. It's a zombie town. So everyone's like, you know, the undead. And I'm like, okay, I'll just warp out of here and come back. Well, I couldn't. And then I read ahead even more and realized the, the boss I was destined to fight like soon on. I had to be at level 10 to even do damage. And then right after that, be at level 11. So I was like, oh damn it. So I had to warp out of there. And I've just been grinding, but I'm kinda like just dreading like having to go through that whole cave again to get to that zombie town. Not to mention, like, am I gonna have enough herbs to, you know, even sustain myself? I probably
0: will, but Oh, I'm sure, yeah.
1: That's where I was like, damn it, like if that town would have been one of those, I could warp to, which you can warp. That's another thing in this game. The magic is magnificent.
0: Yeah, it's great. They
1: took the Zelda two magic was it was good, okay. This one took it to a whole new level. Um, with the different spells you could use, you know, do you have the the um, the booklet for this game? I don't know. You don't see? There's there's so many like items you get in this game. I don't think heck they do. I've been looking them up online, fortunately, but yeah. I wish they would have in, the, in in the game included like a, um, which wasn't common back then to do this, but have like you know
0: description in, information
1: description of whatever. Yeah, I
0: mean that takes a lot of like text takes a lot more. Uh, bit or whatever then you really mm-hmm. think it does that's why i like the older final fantasies and fantasy stars and stuff actually abbreviated a lot of the spells and such is, yeah cause there just wasn't enough room you know
1: almost to the point where they didn't make sense yeah. yeah
0: yeah a lot of them you know for years it didn't dawn on me that meteo was short for meteor <laughs> i was just like man what i
1: this? still don't know what anything does and uh uh oh god what's, oh my god I just lost fantasy it. star uh, four fantasy star four yes and uh <laughs> when where you turn into dragons uh holy god breath of fire breath Breath of of fire fire? yeah breath of fire all that stuff it's just like what am i using sdl here we go what's this do
0: yeah exactly Um, (laughs) i remember that
1: (laughs) let's see what happens
0: yeah what's great about the magic oh not just um Not just the magic that you get through, you know, various means, like the healing magic and the different scholars and such, you know. Um, There's also a level system, which a a lot of people always say that it was Final Fantasy Legend, you know, a.k.a. um, Secret of Mana, that had this system where you could, like, hold the button and charge your weapon in this Mm -hmm. game you can do that too and to dramatic effects as you level them up as you said you got the water sword which can create bridges at level three you Mm -hmm. get like the earth one that can like smash barriers and then uh send out like an incredible gust of tornadoes yeah and then the fire one which you know burns through ice again it's it acts almost like a key and and i mean Mm -hmm. they deal damage too they can shoot projectiles when you charge them up and it's, it's just really cool it's like additional magic that doesn't require magic i guess well the third level does and that's one right, right. Gripe,
1: one gripe i do have like i wish i could turn that off because there'd be times where i'd charge to one charge to two then i'd go to hit an enemy but i'd stop because you have when you to charge you have to be stopped mm-hmm. and it's also like kind of the aim you have to stop so it's like i'd, I'd suddenly charge to three then bam i just use magic and i was like damn it
0: what is I cool wish were... though is you can charge and then start moving and it will uh stop the stay. charge yeah,
1: yeah. And, and yeah i would use that and i would stay charged but too often i would stop and then it would just like hit that third level right, right when i was letting go and then i'd do a great attack but i'd lose magic and magic is very valuable in this game oh for sure
0: yeah you needed there's... to heal mainly Mainly, yeah, that that heal spell is uh, pretty baller. I, and I, yeah. you know, I, I love the sound effect and the fact that you know you just hold it and it fills up your bar, and then when it's mm-hmm. full you let go. You know, as opposed to like a healing spell that you kind of have to watch. Like, okay, I know this spell heals me for eighty, and I'm at mm-hmm. ninety. You know, and yeah, good I've got point, the, good yeah. Point. This one you just kind of hold it and it, it like ticks off what like three or four MP per s- increment, but it's it's really cool the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And I wish the hit
1: detection when you just were using your sword was a little better. Yeah. It seems so often when I got too close. It was like me and the bad, you know, the enemy bad guy, the enemy and I were like exchanging blows as opposed to me hitting him. A little but bit. But you, yeah. you had the projectile, the unlimited projectiles that kind of compensated Yeah, it uh, does. for the poor hit detection.
0: It's, it's not, I, I I wouldn't call it poor. I just call it of the era. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would agree. I well,
1: mean, Yeah. But Zelda got it a little bit better, but I mean, we don't want to compare everything.
0: I don't know. Replay Zelda. I I, I had I do that every problem. Year. I had that problem with the original Zelda for sure. Uh, where when you get too close to an enemy, that that you just end up trading blows, mostly yeah. with the faster ones, the helicopter mm-hmm. guys and such like uh, that. You know, I which all the else. enemies on in this in Chrysalis are pretty fast. I mean, not like overly oh, yeah. so, but
1: that's another thing. They're all quick. And the thing that kind of I gripe a little bit about is the respawn yeah um especially like in a dungeon or in a cave like they shouldn't respawn there respawn all you want in the open world i get it but when you're in a cave like there's gonna be so many enemies coming at you at once all shooting stuff all shooting stuff that can like paralyze you or poison you
0: i mean again like, of the era it, it takes era, a lot of meri- yeah. memory to uh to say you know, we had these...
1: zelda already zelda eliminated yeah, but... the respawn on at least when you're on the screen i guess this one doesn't have screen
0: what well, kind of does but it. kind it's yeah fluid. kind of not it you Ooh. have different screens but yeah as you move so far away it's more fluid it doesn't like go from like Zelda does you go off screen mm-hmm. and it scrolls yeah. to another screen or whatever and mm-hmm. even I was gonna say even in Zelda when you went far enough away the enemies came back so yeah yeah well,
1: at least on the open world yeah. in the dungeons though they stayed I think dead did CD's they about free I think so.
0: You might be right. I play
1: that game a lot. Yeah, um, I think you are right. Have you actually. ever played the Game Boy version of this? Uh, they did a remake.
0: I hear I mean, it's incredibly terrible.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I watched a few videos about it just because I was, I don't know, I was interested. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks different, um, a little too different. Uh, and I, yeah, I've, I've read bad things about it. Um,. Everyone.
0: Unfortunate. Everyone says just stay away. Yeah, it was like a cash grab for what little mm-hmm. nostalgia this game had. Because this, as far as I know, this is the only SNK um, RPG. I can't think of any others. Uh, like SNK, well known for fighting games, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we always saw those Neo Geo cabs that had all the yeah. different SNK games. And uh, what's the other one they did? Uh, Metal Slug. That was real popular, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was SNK and uh, like, a, a couple of baseball games, baseball all-stars and stuff like that. So it was, like, a really weird departure for them to make an RPG. And not just an RPG, but, like, a really freaking good one. Yeah. You know, I, and they've
1: never made a sequel to this game, aside yeah. from that Game Boy thing. And, but there, I did read somewhere that they were... Due to this re-release they're doing, that there, there might be a chance of some sort of sequel I mean, or something I hope coming so. up. We'll I was see. surprised
0: that they've never had it on any of the SNK collections and now you already mentioned but uh you can get this on the switch and the ps4 and such you know off that SNK collection and, mm-hmm. and play it on the go or whatever and i highly recommend doing that this game is yeah. awesome you know i still yeah. got more to talk about i think but
1: <laughs> yeah i'd like to talk i mean the story starts out so amazing it has this like intro um, that really captivates you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, it's futuristic. You've been, and it's, the, it's like the year 1997. There was a nuclear war. Seems legit. And then, yeah, and it seems, yeah. And then you're, you're like put in hibernation and you awaken like a hundred years later and the world has basically been gone to shit entirely. Like you said, right. and they like remember. abandoned science for magic, but there's a floating um, city in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't really come back to the story very much. Like, Maybe it's because I'm using the walkthrough and I'm just kind of going point A to point B. Kinda I mean,
0: questing, a lot of it but... was in the manual. I did read a oh, lot okay. of that. Um, I don't have the manual, but I, I read online. Um, yeah, you're like one of these... There's so many wizards that could... Uh, there was one wizard that made some kind of machine that had to be stopped. And then there was these other wizards that built the four swords to be able to defeat it. Technically, there's five swords in the game. But... Um, and they yeah, were the only ones. Them. They were the only ones that could use those swords. And they were afraid they were going to die off before, whatever. So they froze one of them. But in the process of being frozen, you lost all your powers and memory. So that's why mm-hmm. you wake up an amnesiac and stuff and don't know what's going on. And then you have to collect the four swords to combine them into the fifth yeah. to be able to defeat the big bad or whatever at the end. Yeah. Um, pretty in depth yeah. though, like the storyline and well-written too. It read like a novel, you know, I wish I yeah, had it, it was in front great. of me. It's just, it just doesn't appear much in the actual game. In the game. actual game, yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, again, you know, text and dialogue were yeah. relatively slim. I mean, in every town you went to, there was a good five or six people that would talk and then you would run mm-hmm. into other people along the way here and there. And it was, you know, it was interesting, you know, it was one of the... I think this was like the first time I saw an RPG where there was like uh, an animal town, basically, and you you know they didn't trust humans yeah. and stuff like that. I, I you know that became that's a trope, but yeah, it was like one of the first time that I can think of that happening, and you know different stuff like that. I mean, uh, like I said, you got a lot further than me, but you have to like meet up with all these different masters to learn their abilities uh i think i got heal and telepathy and maybe one other uh yeah i got i got
1: i'm in the same area. i got this one where i can heal myself from paralysis and uh, Mm -hmm. poison that's the farthest i've got i'm also riding around in a dolphin right
0: now right i was (laughs) gonna mention the dolphin which is pretty cool man i mean not only do you have like a a spell that teleports you from town to town that you get um relatively early you uh yeah you get a dolphin companion that can go across the ocean for you and get you to different areas and stuff pretty cool you know and like you said you can build ice bridges to get across stuff and then i forget what the next sword does it's wind sword fire sword water sword and is it earth or no it's it's like light or something wind god,
1: fire uh, water oh my god yeah. lightning lightning lightning,
0: lightning. Yeah. okay yeah
1: I, I haven't got that one yet, but I did I did look ahead.
0: I can't remember what the Lightning Sword does on its third power-up. It's been a yeah. million years since I played through this game, uh, and I, I've never actually played through it. I just got to the very, very end. I've got a story about that, actually. Because when I was a kid, I was just, like, super lucky to, uh, to find this game at all because... Uh, younger listeners never had to experience this because they've always had the internet, but before there was the internet, uh, it was really just word of mouth um, mm-hmm. how you got to know these games and then, like, it, it, whatever advertisements might come on during Saturday morning cartoons or whatever like that.
1: And this game would require, like, additional help. I don't think oh, yeah. you play this game by yourself.
0: I mean, you you could, but it... Maybe, yeah. It, it, would, it took a lot. I mean, that was just gaming back then. But, yeah. But the... But whether or not you rented a game was almost entirely based off of if a friend told you about it. Or if um, you just went to the video store and you looked at the box and the box seemed enticing. And that's how I got this game. I'd never heard of it. There is a place called Totopoke, which is like a damn convenience store you know and they had maybe 10 games and this was one of them and I, I saw the cover and i thought well there's a guy with a sword i don't know what a Crystallis is but the back looks promising it kind of looks like a zelda i'll bring it home and i just cannot stop playing it you know and i yeah. uh, played it over the weekend with my cousin danny who uh at, at the end was like, I was so tired. I was just like, all right, man, I got to go to bed. I will beat it tomorrow. Kind of thing. Uh, he just reached over and hit the power button. <laughs> and oh, if, if you don't know, um, any games that require a save on the original Nintendo, they explicitly would say, please hit reset first and then power, or it would erase your save. Um, so, yeah, he just...
1: Choke gets, him out right then and there? I had
0: beat the crap out of him. It was one of the uh, more one-sided fights I think I ever had. He was like, why is... You know, he was just surprised. Why is he jumping me, you know? And and after, uh-huh. like, I calmed down a bit, uh, yeah, it was like, you just erased, you know, whatever hours of work, you know? And he's like, no, it's still there. And we turn it on. It was all gone. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So, yeah, I was pretty upset, but...
1: You guys talking – have you guys spoken since, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't see him much <laughs> anymore, funny. but, uh, yeah, it, it, he was a good kid. Uh, yeah. pro- probably a good man. I haven't seen him in 10 or more years. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty annoying, and I was afraid that was going to be the case, you know. But I, I did hit reset before I hit power on my old net or NES, really and uh, it still just – wasn't there so I was like okay oh
1: no yeah that's Ugh. why
0: that's why I quit playing I, I got like I said the uh, I think the third incarnation of the fire sword and then was like okay I, I can't play anymore you know and that took me a good four and a half five hours something like that Oof. and uh, I was like alright I'll I'll risk it. You know, it was either that or let the damn thing run until, I, you know, I came back to it. Did that once as a kid, too. Uh, went on vacation and left Total Recall running because I'd, I'd never gotten to, like, the third stage, I think it was. And I was like, I'll just leave it running. And I, when I got back, it had permanently burned the uh, image into my TV in my room, which was real fun. And uh, the NES was really hot, but it still worked. Oh, God. Yeah, built for tough.
1: But yeah, so good time. It was a struggle back then.
0: Yeah, it's struggle
1: now. <laughs> you got to get one of those NES classics. I'll maybe I'll ship you one.
0: I'll have my my student here put all seven hundred and odd games on it. And <laughs> you can have it forever. I keep thinking about picking one up but and like getting it modded or whatever I mean you can mod the as far as I know you can mod the SNES Classic to also play Nintendo games and I think it handles oh, yeah. PlayStation games up to PlayStation games if modded right oh. um, but you won't be able to fit very many on there in fact I was hearing on another podcast that it's easier to mod the SNES Classic to play PlayStation games than it is to mod the PlayStation Classic to play PlayStation games <laughs> that's funny yeah Really funny yeah that thing's a hunk of turds uh anyway uh i i don't know what else to say about the game i mean it i like it a lot i think everyone should try and play it i think it's an absolute classic and like i said it's my favorite action rpg for the nes i think it's it's like top three probably rpgs for the system i yeah, I really think so. That's, I really, it's bold.
1: <laughs> I can I can see. I mean, it's not it's not my favorite. My favorites, you know, right, are just Final, and nostalgia. Final but I can Fantasy. see that being like the best game. I mean, it's, it's a great game.
0: <laughs> Mine goes like Final Fantasy, uh, Dragon Warrior four, and Chrysalis. and I but... wouldn't put any one of those necessarily above the other. Although I think Dragon Warrior four is probably the best of them overall. Has like the most, you know, but it came out the latest too. I think so, but. Those those three, and then after that, you know, are, there's a lot of RPGs for the NES. I mean, it was the first system that was really capable of even handling, you know, thinking about handling an actual RPG. I mean, the Atari, what adventure that kind of counts, mm-hmm. but not really. No, um,
1: none of those games. We needed those games to get to where we are, but those games
0: are yeah. rough. Yeah, one of these days we'll have to play Ghost Lion, because that's uh, hilariously decent r p g for what it is, but uh yeah, there's not a lot when like i what what's spawned after having this hooked up was now I had my Nintendo hooked up, which is almost never, and I had a buddy come over, and we played through so many Nintendo games, it was unreal, just like. Playing through stuff that I hadn't played in 20 years and stuff, and every one of them that I tried worked. Unlike the last time I tried to play. Are you typing? Sorry, I was scrolling around trying to find where. Um... <laughs> you can hear
1: that? God, that is unbelievable.
0: Oh man, um...
1: this, you have this. Your your thing is way too sensitive. <laughs> I was just trying to see how much this game costs so I can bring that up. Oh no, it's, it's like
0: worth it. ten bucks or something.
1: It's it. eBay shows I got twenty four bucks. I got uh, thirty bucks. Oh, yeah. Right around there.
0: Yeah, and you can get it on the SNK collection. So, one hundred percent worth it.
1: I would say one hundred percent worth it. Right now, even a uh, box complete is sixty eight bucks, and I'm like, oh wow. You know, him and Han right now. Though, if I want to go for that guy, I like this game wow. so much.
0: It's a wonderful game. I didn't think it'd reach sixty eight for a complete, but I mean, the NES complete stuff is going out just so crazy right now so it doesn't completely surprise me i lost my train of thought i was talking about something.
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry what were you uh, talking about Best the rpgs remember. ever
0: yeah sure no i had oh i oh, was just you're... talking about me and my the buddy were things. playing all these different um all these different games and stuff and i've just been like reliving a lot of them i actually played through shatterhand um using uh-huh. the game genie i finally beat that sucker and that's a cool game and ninja Gaiden and, uh, he and I played River City Ransom, like, just all kinds of stuff, man. It's it's really mm-hmm. been a really cool past week. I've since put it up, but uh, actually pulling down, and I went through about a million Q-tips cleaning these things, but playing all these different games and stuff. Uh, NES, you know, I, I, I write it off a lot as being uh, kind of a, like, not as good of the system as what I'd remembered as a kid, because... Um, a lot of the games for it are dated and, you know, kind of like the Atari or whatever. And it had been a while since I've replayed a lot of them. And, man, once you get past, like, graphical issues and the limitations and stuff and you just enjoy them for what they are, these games are still just incredible. A lot of them are just so much better than they have any right to be, you know. And still, I'm hanging out with this guy um, who's 26 years old, and he's having a, a fun time playing these games, mm-hmm. you know, and... Hell, he, he wasn't even alive when the thing died, I think, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Yeah, because the, the last games were like 94, so he may have been like two or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, uh,
0: Every uh, time we popped in a game, he was like, uh, oh, yeah, I was one year old when this came out or whatever. I was oh, like, God gosh. damn, man, you know. My dad Get old. out of here. But, yeah, having a blast. And th- th- on the flip side, there was some of them that I'd never tried that I was like, maybe, maybe I'll give this a go. Like, I popped in uh, – advanced dungeons and dragons oh gosh some hills four or something I don't remember and it was just horrifically bad like did not know what was going on at all and then put in times of lore which is another RPG for the system that I don't know what the hell is going on but I I slaughtered the entirety of the town that I started in and then uh, everyone was attacking me on site and I was like okay I don't know how to play this game obviously but kind of an Ultima rip-off rip type of game. And that's mm-hmm. another just, like, I don't think I could go back and play Ultima or Times of Lore. and You know, there's maybe 50 RPGs for the system or so, and maybe five of them are worthy of going back and playing. And uh, I would say Chrysalis is absolutely one of those games.
1: I would 100% agree. If you haven't played this one,
0: you have to play this one
1: yeah and for sure if you haven't played it in a while check it out man it still holds up
0: yeah 100 uh, percent. you got anything else you want to say about it or any story beats that... i
1: think i think we nailed it man this uh every all my talking points i had noted here we hit on story the the gameplay music's great too I mean, we didn't yeah. talk about that but yeah, it was good and music is real
0: good sequel yeah we need that sequel and then there's a uh uh one thing i enjoyed about it too that i i missed in the original zelda was you get a pair of jump boots and are able to actually jump around oh and yeah stuff, i haven't
1: is, used those in a while yeah
0: yeah yeah well i mean they, they're they actually randomly helpful here and there they get you up and down yeah. the ice levels on that one dungeon mm-hmm, and such ice and, slides yeah, yeah it's fun um so you know just little things you know it's like it was just, again, just so forward-thinking. You know, I'm not exactly sure when it came out. I think it was 91, but... Uh, I just had that. Hold on. It nah, was, uh, no I think big. it was 90. Yeah. 90, 90, 90, 90,
1: 90 yeah. 1990. So just, and the original Zelda was 86. I looked it up because I was
0: uh, curious right. how much time it elapsed.
1: Yeah, f- four years had, is
0: a uh, long time, So, but I still, yeah, yeah. I still give it a lot of props. I, I think it's a better Absolutely. game than Zelda, and a lot of people are, you know, going to be like, yeah, you're out of your damn mind, but... I I go back and replay Zelda now, and it just feels dated. And I mean, it's still fun, but maybe it's just because I played that so much as a kid. I don't know. But Crystallis, I was yeah, like, maybe. I was worried it was going to be trash, and then it's just like, man, this is so easy to get into and so much fun. Now I do, yeah. I would say the music on Zelda is a lot better, and the play controls are slightly better, but overall uh-huh. I like this game better um anyway that's about it I think um I may if this episode seems a little short it's because it is I, I can probably tack I've got like we've got made an episode like what three years ago James or started one and I've got that still on my hard drive somewhere maybe I'll just tack that onto the end of this and it can yeah, be some a... uh, bonus content cool. or maybe people can just be cool with uh with a 30 yeah. minute episode or so
1: episode, maybe they will be I don't um know. What
0: are we playing next? Oh yeah. Um, well, here's the deal, man. I I kind of promised a friend of ours, Menthian, aka um, Bjorn, uh, no. that we would play a game a while back, and I bought it myself. And I've kind of been forgetting about it constantly. And you may have already played it or own it. It's on PSN Network. It's called Dust and a Legion Tail. No. Wow, those dogs are going at it. Dust? Yeah. And say it again? I think it's Elysian. Dust in Elysian Tale or something like that. Okay. If you have oh no objections God. or if you wanted to play something else in place. No, to... let's
1: do that. I wanted to play uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake maybe the next time. I know that comes out end of this month. For sure. Maybe we could, maybe we could pick that up and that will be our, I guess, our March episode.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, we could do that.
1: But yeah, that sounds good. We need something in between then.
0: And then... Um... I want to do Mother Three at some point soon as well.
1: Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Hey, you got I opened a package from you, Mother Three. That is incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: awesome, I man. Have, Thank
0: you. Oh no, whatever. You got me an awesome gift too. I got like fifty likes on that pic on uh, Instagram of that album cover. So pretty. You haven't listened to
1: it yet, right? No, still, it's uh, still
0: completely sealed. I don't think I'm gonna pop that open either you can listen to it on youtube for free so there you go but just having it is incredible it's awesome but
1: uh yeah let's play mother
0: three maybe that'll be the next one after that i don't know yeah that sounds good yeah yeah i'd love to do that anyway if you want to reach me you can do so uh by i don't know barking in my backyard apparently um, you can reach me at, on Twitter at retrokel. That's K H E L. You can reach James at James Milholland. You can reach us both through Retro Game Core. I think that website is still up. I'm not sure. We have a Facebook page. Is it worth it? Podcast. Check us out there. We do some interaction with the fans and whatnot there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can send me an email at simmonbelmont at outlook dot com. You can send James an email at goodbuddyjames at gmail dot com. Check out our friends over at the RPG show. Uh, We still may need to do something for them. I don't know. Brent's in the process of moving. He's having problems with Comcast and being able to record and such. I think this week's episode is going to be a solo episode done by Nick. So I I offered. I said, hey, you know, if we need to do any kind of content, either one or the both of us, we could probably work something out to do something for them and help them along those lines. But uh, if you're not already listening to those guys, uh, be sure to check them out. They've got a great show. I also want to give a quick shout-out to uh, another podcast that follows us called Podtendo, which Uh apparently have been following us for a long time, and uh, I just kind of whatever, didn't (laughs) check them out, and I finally was like, oh, these guys literally follow me on every media that uh, I'm on, so they probably are avid listeners, and I checked out their podcast. I listened to a few episodes. They basically have the same format we do. Uh, They review games, and then in between them, they uh, review various movies, not just game movies, but just old nostalgic stuff and everything else, and they're doing a pretty good job, and uh, you know, if you, you like more content like this, check them out. They do. They're doing a good job. Anyway, I don't have anything else. You... That's it for me, man. Looking forward to our next show, Dust
1: and Elysian Tale. Looks like a side-scroller, 2D side-scroller.
0: I have no like idea. Mintian was Direction. just like, you need to check it out. It's a good game. And I was like, okay, and I bought it.
1: Looks it, beautiful. Yeah, so. it was pretty
0: inebriated at the time. Usually when I talk to Mint, it's like in 3 in the morning, and I've had a few beers. So <laughs> I was like... It's the
1: oh. only way to talk to
0: him. Well, yeah, well, he's, a, he's a good friend and uh, very deserving if he wants to... Ask us to do a special game every now and again You know of course we're going to oblige Anyway until then Keep it retro and we'll see you next time
1: See you later everybody Bye
0: Hello, and welcome to yet another edition of Is It Worth It? Now, if you haven't listened to the show before, what we normally do is we pull a game down from the shelf, We talk about it, and we tell you whether or not we would buy it for its current eBay price. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine Jay, and with me, as always, James Milholland. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And today's kind of a... an off-topic show. If you're listening to this, it's very likely that we recorded this show sometime in the past. We kind of decided, you know, we might want to have one in the can, so to speak, Um, just in case one or the other of us isn't able to make it one month or we just want to take a month off, whatever it is. So we kind of impromptu after recording an episode of our other show, Video Games Movie Podcast, we kind of were like, why don't we just talk about video gaming and how we got into gaming and... You know, uh, our origin stories. <laughs> sure. Um, so I, I guess I can start. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was a kid, I uh, I had an Atari, you know, when I was like three or four, which, you know, I'm, I'm nearly 40 now. I'll be 37 in a few months. Um, I may already be 37 or eight or nine when you're listening to this. But anyway, um, and uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like the Atari. You know, I had some quote unquote good games, Frogger. Uh, a game called Mega Man or Mega Men or something that had no correlation with the actual Mega Man, and uh, maybe a Galaga clone or something. I really don't remember. I just remember it wasn't for me. You know, and some fat kid, neighborhood kid, I remember he was really portly, came over, tripped over the wires, fell on the the cart while it was inside, broke the cart in half. Jesus, no. Yeah, and then the damn thing didn't work, but, um, you know, I wasn't too distraught by it. I was like, uh, eh, whatever, it's Atari, didn't give a shit. Didn't really care to play it in the first place, except when, you know, it was raining outside and I was really bored, kind of thing. So, when my parents split, um, my mom remarried this guy, He's a good guy, we ended up moving from Seattle, where I was born, all the way to, um, Georgia, right, and while we were in Georgia one year, my real father, when I was about eight years old, so seven or eight, it would be 1987, 1988. Uh, we received the Nintendo entertainment system. And, uh, honestly, me and my sister both were kind of like lackluster about the whole thing. Cause we hadn't heard about it. Um, I'd never played one. I assumed it was another Atari. Didn't care. So under the bed, it goes. And it was under that bed for a good six months or so. Never been opened. never touched. And, uh, we went on vacation. My family drove to Oklahoma to visit my great-grandmother and uh, I was really outdoorsy at the time. And I would go out and I would go uh, fishing every day. They had their own stocked pond. It's still there. My mom owns the property now. Um, And I just loved fishing. I couldn't get enough. So I was doing this every day of vacation. And then one day it was raining and my cousin David, who's quite a bit older than me, he said, why don't you come in and play nintendo i'm like yeah all right i guess and he went and rented from a local uh like convenience store which is funny as convenience stores used to rent video games to people also movies weird but um yeah he rented a game called contra which we talked about on this very show and i was blown the fuck away you know didn't want to do anything but play contra until he showed me mike tyson's punch out and super mario brothers and it was while i was playing mike tyson's punch out that my dad walked in the room and he said What are you doing? What are you playing? My stepdad. And I said, Oh, this is a this is a Nintendo. He's like, Like the one we got at home? You know, I said, Yeah. He goes, Holy moly And he plays a few rounds with me and stuff and he ends up getting into it. Every day of that vacation afterwards was sunny, but I was inside playing video games. And the (laughs) first thing that we did when we got home was pull that thing out from under the bed, and we played you know, Mario Duck Hunt almost daily until I got another game, which it took a while to do, because those were lean times, but my first three games were Mario Duck Hunt, Adventure Island, Bad Dudes, and Trojan, yeah, that was it, and I played those games to death, I've beaten all of them except Adventure Island, that game is balls hard, Uh, my sister can nearly beat it, she can get very far, but... Yeah, so that's pretty much where the love of video games started, and after that, you know, I wanted all things video games. You know, I've got in front of me these three books by uh, Mr. Jeff Roven that were huge in my youth. You know, they they came. We got these little Scholastic newsletters that would say like, um, you know, you'd have all these different books that you could order for like fifty cents to three dollars or whatever. And you probably got them too. I don't know. Um, oh yeah. And, yeah, the only video game books they ever had were by this jackass, Jeff Roven, And the books have a lot of typos in them and a lot of things that are wrong and stuff. But, oh, man, they're all called How to Win in Nintendo Games 1, 2, and 3. Then he did a Game Boy Games. And I believe he did a Super Nintendo and a Genesis as well. I don't own those. But they're just super nostalgic to me. And I, I ordered all the ones that were available to me. Any scrap of anything that had anything to do with video games, I was instantly into. My favorite movie, as soon as it came out, before it came out even, was The Wizard. It was just like, oh, that's my favorite movie. I know it's. they talk about Ninja Turtles. That's my favorite movie, you know? They, they show <laughs> Double Dragon on the screen. Oh, my God, Super Mario Brothers 3. I was that ingrown, in, you know, that wanting of games, of gaming. It was just... From that point on, you know, I couldn't get enough. And then when I got my own job and started having money, that's all I wanted. You know, I've been a collector of video games since I was a little kid. You know, a lot of people, they come, they see my collection and they go, holy shit, how can you afford this? How You, you don't make that much money. You know, I do okay. You know, I've, I've got a daughter and a wife to to help support and you know we have a mortgage on a relatively big house and stuff i i really don't have a lot of expendable income but i'm surrounded by video games some of which are nearing the thousand dollar mark for a singleton game you know the, i was looking up keo flying squadron the other day for the sega cd because someone was talking about on another podcast how crazy expensive that was and i was like well you know i paid 200 for it actually my wife did and that that's a lot of money so maybe that's what they're talking about ah, i better check 750 dollars jesus <laughs> yeah. and i was like are you kidding oh. me so i started looking up a bunch of these others and and same thing um a lot of i can't believe the boom you know the knowledge and since we've been doing the show is it worth it i'll look up a game i'll go yeah that's pretty close to the range i want to be in but for, for uh the podcast we've kind of strayed from it a little bit and now we talk about cheap games too but um <clears throat> i can't believe some of the Doubled, tripling of prices of some of these games is just mind-boggling. And yeah, maybe one day they'll all go down, and that's fine, because I don't have a lot invested in them. I've literally been a collector since I was a teenager, you know, and like I said, I'm nearly 40. So what's your story, mm-hmm. James? Well,
1: mine's uh, kind of similar to yours. I, um, I remember my father bought, well, I don't remember actually when he bought it, but he got us the Nintendo, got me a Nintendo, and he kept it in his basement when we lived in a California, Vallejo, if anyone knows where that is. Um, And we'd play it, you know, maybe once a week. You know, we had a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, I remember going, I was like three years old, so, you know, my memories of it are hit and miss. But I do remember playing a lot of Mario. Um, I remember, funny story, whenever the two Goombas were like side by side, like I would just freak out and like pan my dad the controller and have him jump over him for me (laughs) Uh, when I was a little guy. And then, you know, eventually, obviously, I got better and surpassed him his ability you know almost right away yeah. um i don't remember any real other games we played i think i know we played mike tyson's punch out but you know i was like four so i was just mashing buttons i'm sure mm-hmm. uh back then there was a balloon game which um, i have played recently it's the it's the one what's that like what's that game balloon where fight? you uh floater, balloon fight there it, it is. is Um we've played that a little bit um, and that's kind of where it, it, it petered off for, around there. And then it, we moved to a neighboring city uh, when my parents start, kind of started their split up. And I remember distinctly that they took the Nintendo out of my dad's basement and, like, put it in, like, our TV room where I had, like, full access to it. Um, but, you know, I was kind of quasi into it until I met my neighbors next door um, who had a Sega Master System. So then it was just like back and forth at each other's houses, just playing either the Master System, playing the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's so much fun when you got someone your your age and two-player games. Um, sure. God, I remember, what was the Rescue Rangers was just a huge oh, hit. Because,
0: you could pick I their mean, ass up and throw them in a the hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you could, But you could play, like, together. And then, of the course, Contra that was a huge thing like well because mario you have to take turns and which mm-hmm. is you know fine and all but being able to play cooperatively oh that was that was the best
0: yeah for sure
1: uh and then you know like like you you know i'd get games you know one on my birthday one at christmas and then maybe one other throughout the year if i like you know use basically my birthday and christmas money to buy it you know somewhere around april or so so but like you, you know, I, I kept my games. I did not trade anything in. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of games still in their original boxes, although the boxes are, you know, shredded up a little bit, but they're, they're sure. still there. Um, I used to love just looking at the you – know, you get the game back then. You used to also get, like, little posters that came oh, with the yeah. game. And yeah, and, yeah, I just spent hours just pouring through those things, looking at all the other games they had out, even though the – it was just a little picture of all the little games but then you'd flip the poster over and have a you know a whole full poster of something and ah that was so good such good times i i feel that the uh just remember all that like beautiful um artwork they did for the in the front of games oh, i distinctly yeah. remember mario 2 like that one like always rings out in my head it's just being oh,
0: just so awesome, awesome. There's so yeah, so yeah. many of those, and what's funny about that is a large portion of that artwork was done by a very small handful of artists. There's like mm-hmm. five ten guys that did the entire NES library, so
1: yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're just beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where I got you know got into it. Is you know part my dad got me started, and then we moved and I had more access. Got a little older. Yeah. And then uh, getting the neighbors and just talking and looking at games, and then then I met Zelda, and that was that right. was, the rest is history.
0: I was gonna ask when when it was when you finally played a well Zelda is arguably not an RPG, but it's close enough. Um, the, your first RPG experience, because that's really what solidified me as a gamer. Like I always loved video games, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Loved loved video games, but it wasn't until I was maybe oh i was 11 yeah because i was in the fifth grade that my cousin had a copy of dragon warrior that he had never cared for he was just like yeah, they sent this to me because i ordered nintendo power and he was like if you want to play it you can and i borrowed it for a month you know and i played mm-hmm. the dog shit out of that game you know I, to this day yeah. i still know virtually everything about dragon warrior i haven't played it in almost 20 years i don't think i could <laughs> You know, it's, yeah. it's not that it's a bad game. It's just a product of its time. But that introduced mm-hmm. me to RPGs. And then, it was, Mine? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, mine was, uh, I'm a little younger than you. I'm 32. But like you said, when this airs, who knows how old I'll be. But uh, uh, Final Fantasy II was mine. So I was probably the same age as you, you know, 10 or 11, play, played that game. And that's still my my all time favorite RPG game. Um, I know it's not the best, but it it, it, it is 100% my favorite. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no problem. After playing that, of course, I went back and played the original, which you know you you, you notice immediately, like whoa, they they came a long way uh, in a short period of time between these two games. Although in Japan they had you know yeah, two others in
0: between, or two in between, yeah,
1: two in between to practice with, but. No, Final Fantasy 2. That I did but I didn't know it a Super Nintendo. I played it at my neighbor's house. Right. Like, I, I talked about that in the previous show.
0: Yeah, I initially played that at my again another cousin, but a cousin's house. He uh uh-huh. he had it and I actually strangely hadn't even heard of Final Fantasy at that point because uh, you know, like I said RPGs were games that I would seek out, but at that mm-hmm. point I'd found all four of the Dragon Warriors. I'd played um oh gosh can't even remember now like I think Ghost Lion and some of these others like Magic of Scheherazade type of games and then of course mm-hmm. uh, games like Maniac Mansion that aren't RPGs but they're like adventure so they have like some of the same elements where you're gathering items to do puzzles and so on and so forth sure, sure. and yeah. uh, Shadowgate another one that felt like a, almost an RPG game uninvited yeah. etc and I loved all those games but somehow Final Fantasy I'd never heard of or seen you know Uh, I do Mm -hmm. recall seeing a friend of mine when I went to his house playing a game that I now know was Final Fantasy, but I didn't have time to, like, sit there and, like, watch and ask questions. I was just dropping something off, and I left. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was, like, intrigued by it. I was like, ooh, that looks cool. But, you know, I never got a chance to ask. Yeah. And and I moved shortly thereafter. But anyway... um, so I go over to Cousin's house, and he's playing Final Fantasy II, and I see that parallax scrolling of the flying of the airship, and, and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and my cousin is trying to, like, engage me, like, oh, you can you can help me while I'm uh, playing, you can, like, tell me whether or not this makes it stronger or weaker, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm a little smarter than all that, you know, like, I don't <laughs> know what he took me for, but I, I just you can just do your thing, and I'll just watch, and i was just like... Seeing the story unfold, you know, he's pretty far into it at this point, but I was like, I've got to get that yeah. game, you know. and Yeah. Yeah, it remains one of my all-time favorite games, if not my favorite. It's really close. I, I absolutely adore Final Fantasy II. I mean, it's, yeah. its story and characters ring more true to me than a lot of the others. You know, I, I feel like, and it's, it's strange to say because their dialogue is all... Minimal for the most part in comparison to a lot of other role-playing games. But everyone felt real and alive. A lot like uh, Lunar is another one that did that for me. Yes, Um, yeah. These characters, they don't feel wooden and stiff. Like on Final Fantasy VIII, uh, most of those characters to me, they didn't feel like real characters. You know, Zell and Quistis and Squall and Seifer and all those guys. Like the only one that really had any real personality to them felt like Zell and Seifer a little bit. And games like that are less memorable to me. You know, I like all my characters to have like their yeah. roles and their you know they they act a certain way because they are a certain way, just like real people. You know, yeah, that that's what gets me about a lot of the modern RPGs now, where they just let any character do anything, and it doesn't make sense to me that an old man would be wielding like a giant axe and have heavy armor. It's like, wait a minute, you know. And, but I don't know. I oh. like. I like people to have their roles. Like in Final Fantasy II, uh, Rose is your healer because she's a freaking white mage. Of course she is. She's not. You know, can she physically pick up a sword? Probably. Would it do her any good? No, not so much. She's a fucking white mage. Oh, really? Give her a bow and yeah. arrow. You know, that's that's the kind of gaming I, I like for my RPGs. But yeah, once once I found that Final Fantasy II, and then of course Final Fantasy III, or if you want to call them four and six, that's fine as well. Yeah, and yeah, Chrono Trigger, and oh my god, it was all over for me. Uh, yeah, I, just, I always
1: gravitated towards those games just because, like I said, like you know, only got you know maybe three a year, so I always wanted yeah. a game that's going to last me, you know, until the next game. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think the reason maybe why you think like those older games, you know, you made more of a connection is just you know you you probably played Final Fantasy two a lot longer, just because. Oh, yeah. That was your only game, you know, for, for that time and you get stuck and there's you know, there's nowhere to no have so computer to help you out.
0: You just have to figure it out.
1: Replay yeah. value.
0: You know, you you play through the story and maybe the, the second time around you you try and you know, I personally did this, like I stopped at Mount Ordeals and leveled poly and porum to the point where they can cast um Mecho which is level 50 if you're interested oh. and that took a summer you know but i had a lot of time on my hands you know yeah I mean? yeah and, uh, and rydia can cast it way earlier than uh well not way earlier but uh, like at 75 i think she she can cast Metro wow. and yeah these are all things that i learned in the game because i'm just like well i'm gonna see how good this person gets you know and so on and so forth of course that's a sign of the times now i don't have time to play yeah anything really and it's funny because I still have that little kid mentality when I see it at RPG I go Mm -hmm. you know that looks interesting you know like I've got uh, and I still haven't played for uh, the Xbox 360 um, Lost Odyssey I've been wanting to play that for years literally years you know it came out almost 10 years ago I think now never played it you know I've got uh, several for the PS3 that are the same way um Even the Mass Effect series, I tried to play, and it was just it became prevalent, like evident right away. This is gonna just eat up all my time, uh, of which I don't have a lot of as an older gamer, as a father, as a provider, you know. Yeah. Um, And so I've been gravitating lately towards these games that I can pop in and play for five minutes. Your fighters, your shooters, you know, the the games that Mm -hmm. I was interested in as a kid, but. But not to excess, you know, I wouldn't sit there and play uh, UN Squadron for an entire summer. I might play it for an entire weekend, you know, or Street Fighter, you know. I played a lot of fucking Street Fighter 2, but I never played it, like, literally every day of a summer. You know what I mean? Like I would a Final Fantasy 2 or a Secret of Mana or something like that. So yeah times they are changing but one of these days i'll be in diapers and i'll be playing my ass off
1: (laughs) that's so funny this year uh this summer we went to hawaii and you know my wife's excited for the beach and for you know the scenery and i was too but part of me was like you know what i'm gonna have five and a half hours on a plane where i can just i I played lunar to like i replayed lunar to its to, to completion Oh, on the wow. way there and on the way back, so it was like that was part of the like the reason. Like, okay, sure, Hawaii, five and a half hour flight, perfect. I can do a lot of damage in Lunar no uh, while we're on that flight. So, if it's, I can play it on my phone, which uh, the first one.
0: What no? Which Ooh. version of Lunar is? Were you playing it on the PSP or the DS, or were you playing like? It a, was on my
1: on my phone on my uh, my iOS.
0: iOS. I downloaded. it. Oh my goodness! I wonder what version that is. I I wasn't aware Probably. it was on iOS.
1: Yeah, it was. I downloaded it, and I, oh. I played the whole thing on the way over. And then a few years ago, I played Final Fantasy V when we, we flew somewhere. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, got a great opportunity here. Play through oh, nice. Final Fantasy V. So, yeah. yeah, you're right, though. It's hard to find time for those role-playing games right. Um, right now. you got to squeeze it in when you can, and usually those opportunities are few and far between. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, I haven't really messed a lot with iOS. I do play – well, I say that. I play – almost constantly a game called Summoner's War. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, My Mm -hmm. wife has been into it for a little over a year. We've got a few friends that play the game, you know. And I've never viewed a phone as being a gaming device. And then, you know, this game kind of looked cool or whatever. I'll play it a little bit or whatever. And now I play it literally all the time. Like, I'm playing it at work as I'm, like, actually working because you can pretty much auto a lot of the stuff in, in it and stuff. Grind. There's a lot of grinding in the game and stuff. And Yeah, I could actually do an entire podcast about Summoner's War. Like, not just a singleton podcast. Like, I could do a podcast from now until I quit playing the game. It's that involving. There's a lot of strategy behind it and stuff. It's a really big game. It's really good. Um, It will take over your life, though, if you get into it. (laughs) Um, Is it... Is it in
1: app purchases or do you buy the whole game
0: itself? The game is free and you can play it free to play. And I did play free to play for the first several months, but then as you kind of start getting into it, you're like, well, I could really use this or that or, you know. Okay. You can get anything in the game for free, but you increase your chances exponentially if you spend a little money here and there. Okay. then, Then there are players that dump literal thousands a month into the game that just have Mm. everything and they're like the top rated players, but you know, there's, there's always going to be people out there that just have that kind of expendable income. It's, it's the same as like, when you see, like I've been in the collecting community for 20 plus years now, I haven't been a big voice in that community because I personally, I don't like, I do this podcast now, but I don't like to put my face out there as like, Hey, here's this guy with a collection that is worth a lot of money let's find out where he lives you know it's like i don't don't want that you know it's like i've got this Mm -hmm. expensive collection and granted my house has cameras and uh we have a security system that's out the waz because my wife's parents they own a security business but i still don't want anyone in the area thinking you know where i could get a, a almost a literal store's worth of video games that guy Blaine J that dude's house so I don't like putting myself out there as much as some of these collectors but I'll see these young guys sometimes they're not always young but they'll come out of nowhere and they're like hey check out my collection it'll be a moderately. you're like oh that's you're doing good man and you just kind of give it a thumbs up or whatever and then two months later you notice them again and their collection is like 40 times bigger than it was and you think to yourself, okay, how the F did this guy, and then you look at his profile, oh, you're a a lawyer or a doctor or whatever like that, and your income is literally five times mine, and you can probably just throw money at it until you have a collection. Whereas, you know, if I were to attempt that, like if if for some reason my house caught fire and I didn't get any insurance money for my game collection, I wouldn't have a game collection. I mean, I would have a few games, but I couldn't afford this stuff now. You know, I was fortunate to get into it. As a child, a lot of the games, you know, there's a lot of regret of stuff I didn't buy, obviously. I have thousands of memories of, oh, I was holding a copy of whatever, and I was like, oh, I could buy this. I Actually, I have a memory of, like, this uh, store owner trying to sell me all at once because he's trying to get rid of them because no one was renting them. Mm -hmm. A box copy of Hagane, a box copy of Dracula X, and a box copy of Final Fight Guy, for the Super Nintendo, all at mm. once, all for about three dollars each. A box copy of Hagane itself would be a couple grand now. The Final Fight wow. guy box would be not ah, four or five hundred. So would the uh, Dracula X. So Jesus. Yeah, I would have you know six or seven thousand dollars worth of games if I had spent that nine dollars that day. But I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to play those games. I already have Final Fight. You know, I don't need the guy version for three dollars. Yeah. You know, eh, <laughs> hind- hindsight. You know, it's. Whatever. Yeah, There's yeah, several yeah, other course. things I bought, like you know, Earthbound and etc. You, you've you've been listening to the podcast forever, and hopefully, whoever's listening to this also has. And you'll hear me say, oh, I picked this up for five dollars, or eight bucks, or ten bucks, or four bucks, or whatever it is. That's because I bought it in an era mm-hmm. when it may have been worth twenty, you know, and and I got it for what I felt was a good deal at the time, and it was, and it's gone up exponentially. So that's. Yeah, that's how I've managed to uh, amass such a collection. You know, used to you would find stuff in the wild. Uh, Lately, not so much. It's been uh, at least two years since I've found anything worth over $100 for uh, any kind of price I was willing to pay. Uh, You still see them around. Uh, You know, I can go right now to the one local game store that's still open here, and they have a copy of... Uh, Panzer Dragoon for the Saturn, which I would love to own, but they want you know fifty bucks for it. Yeah, I could buy it off eBay for that price. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, why would I buy it from you? But just because it's here, no. You know, I'd rather look for a deal if I can get it for forty bucks off eBay. I'll do that. You know, and I'm not even overly looking for that game. And it's been sitting there for six months, seven months. Why not sell it to me at thirty? I know you didn't pay that for it, but anyway, that's neither here nor there.
1: Hmm. Have I ever told the story of how I doubled my PlayStation Two collection? No,
0: you have not. Let's hear it.
1: All right, yes, here we go. So I, I loaded up my truck and I was heading to the dump, right? And I arrive at the dump. I check in, and in like our, our dump, the dump was actually like a transfer station, so it's a gigantic building. And I back my truck up. You know, they have these huge like bay doors that fit like eight cars at a time, and I'm by myself. And I start unloading, like, what crap I had in the back of my truck. All of a sudden, this, like, accurate, black, accurate TL, like, comes speeding in and, like, screeches, does this 180 stop, like, right next to me. And I'm like, whoa, what does this guy have to get rid of this bad that he's, like, just coming in at, like, 40 miles an hour just out of control? This big dude gets out of his car, pops the trunk open, like, dumps this, like, kiddie pool and, like, some... Cool noodles and then he dumps a playstation 2 29 games wow. four controllers gets in his car and just speeds out and i like just standing there staring at it and i walked right over i collected all of it up put it right in the back of my truck and just bolted out i wasn't even finished like dumping my stuff like i just had to get out of there
0: like you next... here before the police show up. Yeah.
1: Before something happens, I don't know if this is legal or not. I think once it actually touches down on the ground, it's like dump property. But I just collected it, got in my car, like sped home, got got in my driveway. My wife's like, what the hell? You he didn't dump everything. And I'm just like probably just talking out of my mind. Like, I don't know, PlayStation 2, I don't and just like going through what they have. And like out of the 29 games... 15 hadn't even been opened yet. Like this guy could have gone to GameStop and dumped all that stuff and probably got like 40 bucks, maybe tops. I don't know well, That tells I, it me was. It was like
0: probably stolen property.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe maybe we shouldn't put, post this podcast. <laughs> no, you're fine.
0: You <laughs> didn't see 29 games.
1: It. Stolen. <laughs> but I it's all these games. I, I I didn't get a single duplicate. So like all out of the 20 or 30 games I owned, it was 29 like new games to me. And that's uh more. no duplicates and it's all like, you know, <clears throat> um Iron Man and Ratchet and Clank and all oh, these like games. Awesome. Those are all you know they're all great games. And yeah. like I just didn't buy for whatever reason yeah. and I'm like, Hey, well, yeah, Free. Got that's a the best price. Whole new collection.
0: Yeah. Oh no shit, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, I've I've heard that before too. It's funny you say that, like uh, I have a friend that works for a dump or used to, and he said he would always find Nintendos and computers and just, and he would, like, look at it and go, nothing is wrong with this, and he'd bring it home. You know, he wasn't, you're not supposed to, but whatever. And he'd bring yeah. it home and the damn thing would work. And sometimes they would have games with it. Uh, one guy I knew found a, uh, he used to actually go to the dump. They'd have a day where you could go out there and pay so much money and anything you find is yours. I don't know if your dumps have those kind of things, but our dump did at the time. And he would go out there to buy stuff to try and resell. And he found a lockbox one time, and he -hmm. couldn't get it open. It was just a tin box, and it had a big dent in it. He said it looked like it had been hit by an axe or something, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, well, I can't get it open, but maybe I can open it home. And he took it with him, pried it open at the house, and it was just full of money. Whoa! Just chocked full of cash, I think he wow. said it was like eleven hundred bucks or something. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And, and another time, that same guy found a uh, brand new camera in its case with a tripod and everything. Nothing wrong with it. The camera sold for like six, seven hundred dollars at the time. He went and pawned wow. it for a couple hundred just right off. You know, weird what people throw away. It's just mind boggling to me. Shame. Yeah. There's a lot of rich people that just go, I don't need this anymore, or they upgrade, and they literally put it out to the curb, you know, or take it to the dump, and it just blows my mind. And then there are instances where what you just described, what I think happened in that instance, if I had to guess, would be like, that was someone's father, that Mm -hmm. the kid stole a bunch of games from somewhere, some store, maybe he worked for a GameStop or something, because the sealed games tells me someone got a bunch of games all at once and yeah. uh, had only opened a few of them to play. And then Dad walks in, where'd you get this shit? I don't know. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? You know, you, you know that kind of thing. Then he just, in a rage, grabs it all up, goes hauling ass to the dump, basically chucks it out the window, you know, because mm-hmm. if he stopped to think, he'd be like, well, I could sell this stuff, but he's trying to teach his son a lesson. That's what I think's happening there. I mean, Maybe, probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. It's a theory. No, you're probably... You're
1: probably it's definitely something. I, I bet his kid was involved and he was just like mad at his kid. And was like, you know what? You haven't done your homework? Could I'll tell you what I'm going to do.
0: But but then that wouldn't it. explain <laughs> all the sealed games. Sorry about yeah, the kids right. screaming. Oh, um, that's right, I like it. <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing is, I have my copy of Star Fox only because when I owned a store for a couple of years I had this gal that would come in and literally sell me stuff that she would dig out of dumpsters and mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the time I was like, Uh, I told my stepfather who ran the store with me. I was like, you know, I don't think we should be buying this crap because it's literal crap. And he's like, no, she'll come in sometimes and she'll have good stuff. And I got to buy the crap to get her to keep coming, you know. And he'd give her five bucks for a bunch of McDonald's toys she pulled out of a dumpster or whatever like that. And Mm -hmm. she came in one day and she had Star Fox. And it was crusty and shit. It was gross looking, but I cleaned it up. A Star Fox and a Super Game Boy. And those are the actual... It's the Super Game Boy I still own. It's a Star Fox right. I still own. Both still work. Um, yeah, I got them each for a dollar, effectively, because I think I paid $5 for the bag. So, yeah, you random... Who would throw away a Super Game Boy? You're talking 2004. No, yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't that far gone at the time. It was antiquated quote-unquote by 10 years but that'd be like me saying well i'm gonna throw away my playstation 3 you know yeah that's pointless no i'm not gonna throw that away you know that uh, i don't get people's mentality but there are people out there that to them this stuff is trash you know one man's trash another man's treasure and all that <laughs> so yeah and i've i've never actually personally acquired anything from a dumpster but i have found games like i, I rented a house once and uh, found a copy of Zelda 3 on top of the fridge. That was kind of just like, hey, cool, free Zelda 3, you know. And then someone yeah. stole that copy from me some years later. So, Ugh. currently don't own a copy of Zelda 3 that I know of. I might have it on something. but not for Thanks to instances. your previous
1: podcast we, you did about, uh, you know, acquiring games. Now, whenever I see a garage sale, I have to stop in and just, like, ask, like, you guys got any video games?
0: And they yeah. never do. No, but, you never know though. You know, one out of one, never know. five or ten, someone's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I do have some in the back or whatever.
1: Yeah, <clears no>, That's exactly. oh, sure. You want i um, but you know, I you have to get out early for those things too. Mm-hmm. We had a garage sale, one started at like nine. I had people at my door at like seven, like one yeah. and stuff and I'm like, God, oh, I hate yeah. it.
0: That's there are people that make their livings off of going yeah. to garage sales, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because they buy in buy low and sell high kind of thing and yeah. It's That's just, exactly. Exactly. I'm only looking but, for one thing, video games. And if it's something else that I have knowledge on, I'll go ahead and buy it to flip it to buy video games. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I,
1: I went, there was this estate uh, sale down the street from my house. And I went in there and like this, these people were the definition of hoarders. But um, the weird thing they hoarded was like Barbie dolls, oh, yeah, like yeah. all different sizes from like, you know, 12 inches up to like three, four feet and everywhere. Their, their backyard was like full of all these barbie cars and it was, it was weird but the one thing they had that i've I've heard is it might be worth money um is the old vhs disney movies oh yeah and they had them are. on some of them are and i like was staring at them and i was like gosh just give them 50 bucks and take all because there was like there was about 100 of them it's like no, offer 50 and get all of them but I went home did some research and there's a few that are a few that really aren't so i yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be thinking about this one for the next few months now, wondering if I should have should have bought those damn things. I do have a I do have mine when I was a kid, so yeah. I think those ones, you know, probably are the ones that are worth. The reproductions I, I don't think the ones that are worth any money.
0: I know offhand but. that the VHS of The Little Mermaid, the original printing of it, has a picture where the artist hit a penis in the tower. Yes. And yes. that's worth fifty or so dollars. But um, and there's a few others Fuck. that are
1: worth some money. They did have that one. I saw that. I saw the penis, and I giggled and put it back. And I do have the original, though, still somewhere, mine. So yeah, at least it's, I have mine. But, uh, if they ever, if they open that thing back up, there's still plenty of stuff to be sold in that house. I'm going to go down there and just take about 20 of them, I think, see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're going to find. Like, I went to visit my mother here some months ago, and she lives about an hour out. Or when she's uh-huh. here, she lives about an hour away from me. And, uh, there was a garage sale there way out in the boondocks, man. That's where my mother has her home here is literal middle of nowhere. Her nearest neighbor is like a half mile away kind of thing, you know? Mm. And they were having a garage sale, strangely, this family. And I was like, I had better stop, you know? So I went ahead and stopped and, uh, they said, Oh, hi, you know, it was pretty evident no one had come by. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, Hey, I'll just take a look around and, and I said, You looking for anything in particular? I said, Yeah, video games, always video games And she says, Oh, well I've got a Nintendo sixty four and a shoebox full of games And I said, I would be very interested in that. And she said, Yeah, I'll sell it to you, but you'll have to come back tomorrow. I don't have it here. I got it at my mom's house. I said, yeah, I uh I'm not gonna be here tomorrow. I gotta I gotta work. And I'm sure I could have got that thing for ten, fifteen years, you know. No yeah. telling what was in there. No telling so people still do say yes unfortunately that day they said yes and uh wasn't there and then another guy asked him if he had any video games yeah I do a black guy and he ran in the house and he came back out and he had two scratched to shit discs playstation 2 one was like a madden or something and the other was something I, I, I was similar and I was like yeah I don't need either, either one of those I'll sell them to you for two dollars no that's all right I yeah I sports need... games
1: especially don't hold up no. very well
0: and with no scratch to hell with no case no manual that's not for me even if it was something like if he came running out there and he had a copy of uh, you know rule of rose or something or a rpg that i didn't have you know one of the dot hacks that is rare or something i'd be like yeah i still kind of want it yeah i'll give you a dollar for this scratch a hell piece of shit but I'm really personally over buying disc games without a case that is just something I won't do now I've got like a uh-huh. small stack over here it's like my stack of shame it's these games that I went ahead and bought because it was cheap and I wanted to play the game I've got like uh, Strider 2 uh, Blazing Dragons a couple of the Final Fantasies which I have elsewhere but I went ahead and picked up uh uh, looking at siphon filter uh Mega Man mm. Legends stuff like that and i'll you know i see them for a dollar loose and i'll be like yeah fuck it and i'll go ahead and buy it and then i I'll mm-hmm. re- regret it you know later because it just it looks horrible on a shelf it's like my writing on a white background i guess i could print out something for them and they'd look better but i i would still know uh yeah you know what i mean i can't do it now no no cards i'm a little more lenient on like uh, especially Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, not so much Genesis, because a lot of the time you can find the cases with those. But uh, mm-hmm. if those don't have cases with them, I'm not as worried about that. Uh, the bulk yeah. the bulk of my Nintendo collection, I have about 530-ish Nintendo games, is loose. I was counting the mm. other day, I've got nearly 40 box complete that I didn't even realize I was up anywhere close to that. But if, these days, if I find a box complete Nintendo game, if it's... In good condition and they don't want an arm and a leg, I just buy it. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't even think about. it. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. It looks cool on a shelf. I'll. I'll get it. Um, I do find them quite quite frequently still, but they always want like top eBay prices for the most part. But every now and then I'll find something like I picked up Final Fantasy for 20 bucks here a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I was telling you, and it's like, yeah, I'll I'll get that motherfucker for 20 dollars boxed. Sure, it's got everything with it. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's it's definitely slowed down a lot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about. We're just kind of ranting about our collections and origin stories and so on and yeah. so forth. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. After the
1: Nintendo, what 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 system did you get?
0: Oh, um. Well, I I got the Nintendo, and then of course I got the Super Nintendo, and I think I've also told this story right. where I got the Super Nintendo. I begged and begged and begged my mom. She finally bought it for me, but she bought the version that didn't have a game with it. It was just Oof. just one controller and the Nintendo. They sold for $89 at Walmart. Uh, I've actually heard some people say that that never existed on another podcast and I was like no bullshit I know that existed cuz I got that in a box and when I when I opened that up for Christmas and it didn't have a fucking game with it and I had to sit there and stare oh, at the red God. light and pretend like pretend that I was playing the TV show that was on that was that was torture and I saved up I went and raked lawns and shit and I got enough money together to where I could buy my first game for the system, which was Final Fight, and that was the game I had for the first year plus, and I played the hell out of that. Now, I did not too long after that. It seems like a long time in my head because when you're a kid, a year seems a lot longer than it does now. Um, Yeah. But when I was about 12 or 13, somewhere in there, I bought off of my, uh, one of my cousins had a Sega Genesis, right? And he was like, well, I'll sell it to you for $10. And I was like, sold. And I'd never really yeah. played a Genesis. Like, I, re- I played it when it first came out at a friend's house in 1989, I think it was. And I um, played Michael Jackson's Moonwalker and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And I was blown away because this is years and years and years per- preceding the Super Nintendo. And it was great, it was awesome and it was just always in the back of my mind it's like this mythical thing because no one had one growing up where I was from until later when when Super Nintendo came out Genesis started becoming more prevalent too I don't know how that happened but at least in my mind that's the way it seemed like it happened and uh, so I bought it off him for 10 bucks and he had uh, Chakrin the the Forever Man which is an unwinnable game um, quite literally and uh, Mutant League Football with it and I, I liked both those games. They were great. And uh, at some point I before this, I had a friend with a Genesis, um, and we had rented the Sega CD and had played through Lunar, right? Mm-hmm. But we couldn't figure out um, how to format the Sega CD to be able to save a, a quest, so we had to play Lunar from its start to finish without turning it off. So we just stayed up like, <sighs> 24 hours or whatever to actually beat the entirety of the game um but it was awesome i just remember oh man this is the best game ever and then it became a frequent thing for me to rent a sega cd just to be able to play lunar and then the owner of the uh the video game store that i um that i would frequent um he had a big stack of them in the back and he was offering to sell hey baby My daughter and wife just walked in, Uh, offering to sell it to me for like eighty bucks or something. And I think I actually got it in trade. That's the, in fact, it's eighty nine dollars because the sticker is still on the thing. And uh, Mm -hmm. he traded me some stuff. I think I traded some magic cards for it or whatever. And um, yeah, I had I had Sewer Shark, and of course I ended up getting Lunar shortly thereafter. And I've been a Sega CD nut. For years and years and years, I almost have the complete library behind me. Um, just just love that whole era, really. That, that, that garnished me into the uh, CD era, you know. Shortly thereafter, PlayStation came out. I became pretty nutty towards it once they released uh, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics. These, these things really just grabbed me by the throat and never let go, and I've been into all that stuff ever since
1: very cool very very cool. and continues on yeah yeah
0: how long have we been talking james do we have a show yet i think we have a show i think we <laughs> okay. we'll,
1: we'll pause we'll we'll do my next system on the next uh, i'll I'll think of a better story than what i had in my head we'll do our my my uh, second origin uh, next time. But yeah, I think we got about
0: an hour. Oh, okay, so good. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll end it here. My my wife and kid are kind of wanting me to be done with this whole thing. Uh, yeah. Understandably, understandably. So, um, <laughs> you can reach me at RetroKel on Twitter. That's K-H-E-L. You can uh, also email me at SimonBelmont at com. That's Simon, not Simon. You can reach James at J. Milholland. You can also find him uh, at Gmail on at Good Buddy, good buddy James.
1: James. Good Buddy James at gmail.com and Hall and at Twitter.
0: Yeah, and you can find us at Retro Game Core. We are going to be updating that soon. I know I keep saying that, but it will happen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, check out all our friends RPG show, Playing with Power, um, everything sci fi and fantasy, all of that.
1: Retro RPG Daddy. podcast.
0: Yes, baby. All right. <laughs> I got a princess my my daughter is looking at my disney princess uh uh game collection. i have yeah I've got a little game collection <laughs> i've got a little <laughs> i've got one of those plug and play game i've got mm-hmm. a little collection of those i've probably got ten or fifteen of them yeah anyway that's about it i gotta go spend some time with my family thanks for listening guys. we love you all bye
1: bye bye everyone <laughs>